Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Drunk Discussions Podcast. Today we are popping that bubble just like we popped Shane Pie's cherry. Uh, anyways, uh, if you guys do not know, the bubble has been popped and we'll get into that and the conspiracies around it. But today we have a special guest all the way back from the OG start of this podcast, Logan in the house. What's up, Logan? Logan, Logan, Logan. I didn't know uh, I was a member of a toga party this evening. Let's go. So Logan and I are the soberest of the group. Uh, Paul is trash. So this is going to be a great episode. (laughs) Absolutely hammered. What? (laughs) I think he said something about absolutely hammered. Absolutely hammered. Totally blasted. It's okay. All right. Well, hey, uh, Logan, what are you drinking on tonight? Uh, I'm drinking Yingling traditional lager. Not too shabby. Nice suburban white dad beer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've got a Simply Lemonade and then Clamatos that I'll be sipping on tonight in the tall boy cans. What is a Clamatos? Uh, it's clam and tomato juice in a beer. It's a bloody Ew. beer. What? It's like a, it sounds like a Bloody Mary, but like slightly worse. It's a bloody beer. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Uh... To each his own. They're good hair of the dog beer. And uh, the past few days I have been drinking, which is abnormal. I don't normally drink that many days in a row. but Past uh, few days? You've just been yeah. drinking for like three days? Uh, essentially day drinking too. Yeah. <laughs> also, to our listeners and viewers, please ignore uh the towels behind me because I didn't have enough time to change them or clean them out. Our listeners can hear those towels screaming. It's, it I sounds know. like they're very mad, right? Now. Millions of dead babies <laughs> screaming oh in those gosh. towels. <laughs> He's so trash. <laughs> oh fuck. Well, Logan, it's been a minute since you've been on. What you been up to? Everything going good? Yeah, everything's going well. Um, you know, just working, yeah. living, surviving, trying to eat good food and you know, be happy and and healthy and Well, I know based on our listeners, our listeners have missed you, Logan. We have missed you. Um, so welcome back, sir. I mean, I know we talk to you almost every night, but still, we we missed you on this. <laughs> um, so without further ado, let's go ahead and roll that intro. What happened was we, were, we got caught up in a drunk discussion, and then he burned the bacon. Where we talk about everything and know nothing. You know what I mean? So it's, it kind of seems like a win-win-win. Here's Gerald. Come <laughs> everybody, I'm dead. <laughs> Just draw a dick on it. It's not offensive. It's a dick. Everyone's got a dick nowadays. Dude, tell me more. I don't know anything about it. Oh, a flapper's a 1920s dancer, you motherfucker. Um, got a lot of bagels. I like my bagels. Chug 30. Cheers. Salute. I mean, this shit's free, right? Monday morning. Time on in. Discussions. The eagle has landed. Paul's slapping his face in the background. For, for our listeners that can't see Paul, he looks like he's... Made some money doing illegal activities. And first, first of all, well, I guess they're not all, illegal. Don't ask, don't tell, right? No, 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 no. First of all, I had one hell of an amazing bourbon experience. I had some buddies from my bourbon group come over. We started at ten o'clock, ten o'clock this morning, drinking. So we're like, hey, you can't drink all day if you don't drink, you know, in the morning. We had, and I shit you not, at a minimum, a minimum of five thousand dollars worth of bourbon on the bar to try today. She said that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm 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 fucking absolutely hammered. 
for for the, anyone wondering, usually we ask, "What are you drinking on?" Paul's drinking water. Like that, hey, that's I'm Paul drinking right water at this point. It's fucking two sheets of the fucking wind. I get a Snapchat, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm drunk enough. I'd probably suck your dick." I was like, <laughs> "Fair enough." It was Fair a little enough. rough of a day today. Not gonna lie. Uh, uh, I've had a friend where his dad had to come get him, and his wife had to come pick him up. So. I had to stay at home and do this podcast. In other words, good. I'm ready to rock and roll for this drunk discussion. I'm proud of you, Paul. Look, you have responsible friends, uh, but they're probably in the doghouse right now. That's, just, that's where that's going. I feel like I need to catch up to you, but at the same time, the man behind the buttons right now kind of needs to be coherent. <laughs> and you know what? I'm drinking water and slowly sobering up as we go, so we're good. I give myself about five minutes, ten minutes, and we'll be fine. We give me self all the time. Yeah, when did you become Irish? What happened? <laughs> I'm Rastafarian, bitch. Give me self about five minutes. Give me self a potato to sober up. My balls hang out of my kilt. Those hey, Americans Paul. and their sweet potatoes. So I'm not sure if everyone's known this, but uh, for all our male listeners out there, apparently when it comes to citrusy delicacies, if you stick yes. your nuts in them, you can taste it. So, Paul, I have you a question. <laughs> have you pick a bourbon and uh, stick your balls in it? <laughs> Tell me what you. Oh my god! It's it, it sounds like acetane or whatever, whatever. Yeah, no, I would never put my balls in any bit of alcohol. Um, but there are some very citrusy and fruity aromas that you can get into the bourbon community, is what I'll huh. say. And uh, we tried some very very nice ones today. With your balls? And not with my balls, with my mouth. Just a communal group taste testing yeah, with your nuts? All, all the, dude, I don't think you guys understand. I had did, did at minimum a 0.5 pour. Out of <laughs> you 20, did it? I did it. I did a minimum of 0.5 pour out of 22 bottles. Like, I'm fucking hammered. Um, so we're about to get this going and rock your world today because we want to have an experience for you. A lot of us, uh, of our listeners, ri- wrote in oh this is terrible wrote into us obviously drunk discussions it's in the disclaimer we're hammered um you're hammered. Talked, <laughs> i'm hammered talked to us about our previous podcast over 9-11 um so we have some things that we want to clarify and talk about and i know logan specifically reached out he wasn't here for this but he reached out to me he's like man this is something that i feel like we would have a great conversation with and I'm excited for it today. And I think all of you should be. So why don't, don't we just... that sh- negative energy. <laughs> so, none of it. I got all the positive energy you could ever want right now. You're positive, all right. <laughs> HIV positive. Got a bad case of ligma. He's dying right now. Fuck it out. Oh, God, he just fell off the camp. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, look, this is why you guys need to join us every now and then on Twitch. You guys can watch us live. Shit happens, and he still hasn't gotten back up. Oh, I see a body part off screen. Oh, he's he's getting back. Oh, hey, his mic just that's, fell. <laughs> that's a first. I've never had that. But regardless. <laughs> All right, we'll let you guys take it away. God, you're crumbling faster than the second tower right now, bud. Oh. Speaking of that, (laughs) 
Oh man, this is a great podcast already to start I'll with. Financially Lopian, is not ready. Lopian's not ready for this. This is going to be one hell of an experience. Oh, my jaw's hurting from smiling. Paul just... <laughs> Could they see it? literally fell out of my chair. Okay, so we talked about the Pentagon last week, guys. And... Um, we can't so... just slide by that. Hang on. We can. We can and we will because it wasn't on the recording. Um, but regardless, we talked about the last podcast or the last uh, Pentagon last podcast uh, on the missiles, what we thought was missiles and the conspiracy around it. So today we're going to be talking about the rest of that horrendous, tragic day. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to lead off with that from our listener? Uh, no. Nothing at all. Look, uh, no. Can you repeat the question, Your Honor. Yeah. So you're telling me, out of that entire day of 9/11, when you were what we were, most of us were in second or first grade, right? Right, Logan. Right. You were in what first grade? We were in second, correct? Uh, correct? you guys are two years ahead of me. So you you were oh wow it was you probably were, like preschool or something oh so you don't remember any of that day do you nine eleven I do yeah because they tell us that we were the last year um, two thousand thirteen was the last year to remember physically remember that day I mean I remember the cart being rolled into the room but I was in first grade um, parents came picked us up I mean it, one of the earlier podcasts we actually discussed all that but when it comes to the actual like case of 911 and what we talked about last week I I wasn't aware of there's being a conversation between Logan So me and Logan messaged back and forth. I was like man I would have loved to jump in on this day and I was like you're always welcome like our viewers literally love you you're you're like our 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 family. You're always welcome. But regardless, that day, think about that. Two thousand and one, September eleventh. What were you guys doing? I was in school, first grade. Learning. Right, but like, what were you doing? I remember my day. I remember I was in my second grade class, right? And I was we were working on our English cursive, which is hilarious because we don't teach cursive anymore. We were working on our cursive, and she turned on the TV, my teacher, right? And we're seeing the news as the first plane was hitting the tower. And none of us knew what was going on. And I remember her going up and going to turn it off, and our other teacher came in and said no, and stopped her from turning it off. So then we're watching it and what they're saying. Hold that, hold that. We should be back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're back. I don't okay, know what cool. the fuck that was. Sorry about that. Keep it going. Technology. Regardless. So we were all in relatively close ages. Right. And I remember that day. Exactly. I was in my class. My teacher came in to turn off the television. And one of my the third grade teachers was right next door. Stopped her. We're like, what's going on? Right. Like, what's going on? We're watching the movie, the, the, the TV, the television. And we're seeing this plane hitting the first tower. Like, what is going on? We have no idea. We have no conception of what is physically happening in the real world. And then the second tower hits. And I remember she came running. I mean, rushing and turning the TV off. Next thing I know, I remember students getting absolutely pulled from my class. One after another. But both of, both of my parents were. 
So they weren't able to get me. I was one of three kids that was left in that school to be taken by the buses home because my parents physically could not come and get me on that day. What were you guys doing? Or do you remember it? Yeah, no, my parents said, fuck that. They left me in class. Like, I just took the bus home. It was a normal day for me. Like, the box, so they rolled the TV box in. And the first tower had already been hit. Teachers were coming around to the classroom. Um, I had, what was her name? Miss Hildebrand. And uh, we were in the middle of English studies. And uh, we were just reading a book. Next thing you know, teacher uh, Miss Kenichley, which at that time was the um, principal, she comes in and she's like, hey, you might want to turn on the TV for the class. Um, something's happening. That's crazy. And uh, it being a first grader, I remember, you know, thinking back to it, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal to us. Like we, we didn't know what we were watching. It just, it, the, the nowadays though, I mean, I would imagine it's different because people have realized the world's kind of fucked up. Like for example, the past week, all you've heard about probably is a balloon, you know, which we'll get into that later. Right. But we're focusing on not a little that day. And it's hard for a lot of people to wrap their hand or head around that specific day because it's very hard for most of us. For most of us in our lifetime, it was the first time we united as a country. We came together and felt sympathy, sympathy, sorry, sympathy for our country, right? And yeah. other countries felt that for us. And I'm trying to go back to that day because, like, I remember without a doubt what happened that day. And most people after my age, including Logan, um, most of them don't remember. So that's why I guess what I'm asking is, Logan, do you remember that day? I was in preschool and I got picked up by my parents, but I don't think I watched the tower fall or anything like that. Right. So like we, I guess was what they're saying is 2013, the graduating class of 2013 was the last generation to physically remember everything that happened on that horrendous day um we're gonna get into more obviously the slur spiracy and conspiracy but right now we're just focusing on the details of when we were kids and i remember all the kids getting taken out of that class and it's just me and three others and we had no idea what was going on finally my parents um were like hey they called me because i had to go to the principal's office to receive this phone call and i was like hey What's going on? And they're like, hey, we can't come get you. We can't leave work. We will see you at home. Please stay safe. And I was like, this is terrifying. As a, you know, seven-year-old or six-year-old or whatever, going through this time frame, you thought the end of the world was coming. You saw two major skyscrapers fall to the ground. And well, I feel like a part of that, too, though, for us is like you're, you know, if you're, if you're in Washington, D.C., I'm sure you're scared. If you're in, do you know what I mean? Like, but being in Ohio, being in North Carolina, like what, in general, I feel like there aren't that many targets to be super concerned about them hitting. I was also in the middle of the country. I mean, I guess closer to a major city, like you guys are closer to Columbus than I was. I guess it's a different story. Like, I remember my dad, he's, my dad actually works in, uh, at that time, worked in Columbus. So 
it was kind of it was one of those things that I could tell it was unnerving for him. Like he wasn't sure if he was going to get drafted because he did have previous experience. Uh, he did prior uh, serve prior um, prior service. Yeah, I'm the drunk one. What the fuck, guy? Paul, you sound like a basic white chick that is explaining their life story at the bar right now. Well, you know what? I'm doing my best, so don't judge me. <laughs> Stop Judging. it. Dude, you know what's crazy, though? You know what else is kind of crazy? I'm sorry I'm kind of flipping the script right now, but um, I was thinking Please. about... I've been playing a lot of Escape from Tarkov, yeah. which is like a... Of course a, you have. It's, it's a realistic first-person shooter. And they have these things in the game called injectors. And, like, you can inject yourself with, like, drugs to improve your endurance or your stress resistance or, like, your skills and things like that. I was curious. I was talking to Connery, and I was like, I wonder if they actually have stuff like that in the military. And then I stumbled across across auto-injectors. Do you guys know yeah. what those are? In 2019, um, they started testing auto-injectors. So, like, is that, like, super soldier serum from, like, when we see Captain America or some shit? It's no, CBD. so there's like syringes pre-filled with medications that are, they have like an injector into either intramuscular or intravenous and like it's constantly hooked up. And so then when like you experience a seizure, it automatically injects the drug into your system. Or it when looks... you are exposed to poison, it automatically injects the antidote into your system. Really? It looks like it's designed for use in chemical, biological, radiological, nuclear, CBRN environments. So it, it's a CBD auto-injector. And I don't know if that's a cannabinoid injector. But I think it's just the just like a acronym for the device itself. Um, so like, biological so defense what is the relevance to this day? I guess. Here it's not necessarily relevant to 9-11. Do you think Oxman was... had it on him while he was in the flight to stay awake? Shut like the you... fuck up, Connery. <laughs> like, um, so for example, like epinephrine for anaphylaxis or like diazepam for seizures or like there's stuff for um, migraine or opioid overdose. Like you can put naloxone in an auto-injector. You can Correct. do... Um, there's one for like antibacterial infections like there's all sorts of stuff diabetes right. obviously you have like air insulin auto injectors okay um for our twitch listeners right now so having a few technical difficulties we do have quite a few chats right now um one of which is a guy over in the uk he's stating he watched it live so they watched it live it was on every tv station really? but it's it's pretty normal. I mean, when a country has a major attack or major event happening, um, it's it's typical that it's on. So, like France had I, a few for riots and things like that. I remember it was a couple of months after that incident or the tragedy that we had on that day, and Russia actually sent us a monument. A monument. God, I can't talk. A monument. Uh, for that day, it was a giant teardrop with like broken buildings or whatever, and they they resurrected that at the site or Ground Zero. Um, so there was a lot of countries that felt sympathy and gave aid to us when we needed it. Um, do you guys remember when we got that monument, like the giant teardrop coming down from the Twin Towers that they gave us from Russia? No, I no, don't. right. So there's a many a times throughout our U.S. history 
where we have received gifts in times of tragedy or in times of peace uh, from you know foreign diplomats. So like Are France, you trying to say we should Russia. help Russia? No, I'm not saying. No, 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 no. Don't splume. <laughs> don't skew my words, don't motherfucker. Splooge on my words. <laughs> don't splooge on my words. Um, I'm just saying. I remember that day. Like a lot of people after my age or Connery's age do not physically remember that day and can't. It's like us looking back at the Challenger explosion. None of us were alive. We don't know or feel that 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 I remember the that trauma. Day. You don't remember that. You don't remember yeah, 1989. Do. You don't you remember. You weren't even born, don't bitch. Remember. <laughs> Statue of Liberty was a gift, yeah. It was. I'm, I uh, that's what I'm getting at. Is we have yeah. a lot of uh, countries that... It wasn't as green back then. Well, copper's a bitch, isn't it? <laughs> oh, so I, guess... I, I feel bad because like, I am not at your level. I'm trying to You're get not. Play. None of you are close to my level. I've been no. drinking since 10 a.m. Yeah, we know. I'll I get that. And I'm sorry to my listeners. I really thought I would have been done by four, sobered up by six. Shit don't nope. happen that way. That is the cool thing. Uh, we just got a comment. If you die in space, you get a school named after you. Talking I hate about the you. Challenger Whoever po who posted that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Regardless, that's something that we'll physically never under uh, understand. You know, what are you talking the, about? No, we because don't understand that. When we it comes to when it comes we to were guests. not alive. We weren't even born when that oh. happened, Connery. Look, we were the US, born during. Look, the Russia may have gave given us a teardrop ta uh, tattoo or whatever the fuck you're not talking. tattoo, a memorial yeah. tattoo. Yeah, a tattoo. So, anyways, they may have given us that, right? But it's pretty much fucking worthless. It doesn't help with anything. They could have given us what we gave Ukraine: Abram tanks. <laughs> At least we're giving them gifts that are nice. Get the yeah, job done. Give us something useful. Jesus. Yeah. I don't know anything about this teardrop that he's talking. And Paul just disappeared. So do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to stay on nine eleven, Logan? Um, yeah, I totally remember nine eleven. I was gonna say because it's, I just have so many memories of nine eleven. We should keep talking about it some more. Yeah, I have never a lot forget. To no, I mean, it obviously it's a terrible thing, and, and he's absolutely right. You, you know what I was thinking about, too? Like, how quickly 9-11 was put into textbooks. It Think was that. put into that. Like, how quickly. quickly that event was being taught in U.S. They, history. They cemented in it in stone so, immediately. I, I had to pee, so that's why I said T-1, as I did in the chat. Our live viewers will get it. Um the teardrop was a significance of the sorrow that was felt around the world is what Russia said. It had all of the uh, deaths engraved upon the monument put at ground zero. Are you, you talking can about go the see it today? Yeah, you can go see it to this day. And I suggest everyone should. Uh, it, it really, even if you will, we're not just there. I want to watch you fall off a chair. You can't. I mean, I cried a little <laughs> bit inside when I fell off the chair. Um, but and I'm I'm kind of disappointed we don't have the new simulation up. I just realized that there's three of us. It didn't cut out. It definitely got all of it. You but regardless, <laughs> yeah, it's recorded. It's on YouTube. Whatever. Do we clip it? So that Someone day that is <laughs> will forever be ingrained on that statue and that memorial and that monument. 
So but when we were talking, now hold on. No, what no we I'm, talking- I'm bringing up the statue. It's a hundred foot bronze clad tower split with jagged opening in the middle. Now, it, um, former U.S. President Bill Clinton did um, attend it, and he said, "In quote, the teardrop reminds me of the dribble from Lewinsky's face." Hey, you know that's not what he said. <laughs> hey, yo, too hey. soon, too soon. Uh, but regardless. That day is only pretty much felt from our generation on, is what I'm getting at. 2013, present. Let me ask you, Paul. They remember it. Anyone after that Let really me does not remember the exact sequences or sequences that happened that day. I should probably ask this when you're sober because I know probably. your response. Do you probably. actually have any emotional connection to 9-11 happening? I do. So it's pretty shitty. Um, I Like I said, that day was crazy it was a whirlwind it was probably one of the first days other than a blizzard before that that i got actually taken out of school and majority of my class was gone and i mean when i i finally was able to get taken out it was like right when the buses were there so you're just right? still mad that you didn't get the day off school no i wanted the whole fucking day damn it <laughs> um but i guess i was getting to the point where we were the last generation to remember it so after that it has been Quite some time since then. Obviously, all of us has, have heard the conspiracy theories and the theories in general about that day. We talked about the Pentagon last week. We have talked about the buildings previous on the insurance claims that were filed on that day. We had many of our listeners that absolutely blew us the fuck up over this day and wanting us to talk on the conspiracy side. So I guess we kind of have to dig in a little bit. We have covered the fact that not only a mass insurance policy, which we have a coworker that works in the in- insurance field, understands how there's paperwork and logistics that you have to do to file that before this. So there was a mass in, uh, investment that was put into these buildings, right? And it just happens the fact that they put these insurance not even two months before the buildings go down. Are you? Like, it, does no one think that that's a How little bit sketchy? It... Okay, so there's people called um, actuaries who go to school for like eight to ten years, and their job is basically risk assessment. And so they go to, jo- to school basically as long as a doctor, and they, they learn all of these calculations. What those calculations help them to do is to determine risk. What is the liability? And what dollar amount is equal Correct. to the liability. Correct. And so like that's what's given what the actuaries find is what's given to the underwriters who assess the risk based on the guidelines they have, who approve or deny an insurance policy. Okay. So like it's our it sometimes it takes a long time with a liability as large as that to determine what the actual risk is and approve coverage. So, like, it's not as simple as just, like, we built the building, let's put an insurance policy on it. Sometimes that time to assess the risk takes a while. So, uh, rather than talking, you know, hypotheticals, uh, just two months before 9-11, the World Trade Center's lease was sold to Larry Silverstein. Silverstein took out an insurance plan that was fortuitously covered terrorism. After 9-11, Silverstein took the insurance company to the court claiming he should be paid double because there was two attacks. He won and was awarded uh, $4,550,000,000. Oh, 
dollars. What was his uh, investment? Like, what was the principle? That's what I want to know. What was the total <clears throat> investment when he built those buildings? And then after that horrific day happened, how much did he get? So it looks like he led a consortium of investors and lenders, which included GMAC, Commercial Mortgage, a General Motors subsidiary, which is kind of weird. That's around the same, uh, what was that, a few years before the bailout? Um, Westfield America Incorporated, a shopping center developer, a real estate investor, Lloyd Goldman. All these entities had a voice in deciding how much insurance coverage uh, the properties would have, and each had some claim on whatever insurance monies were paid out. Bear in mind, too, that when we speak of terrorism insurance coverage, what we're actually speaking of is coverage that doesn't have a terrorism exclusion. Such yeah, exclusions are uncommon damage now. Coverage. It's property yeah. damage coverage without a terrorism exclusion because terrorism is typically considered a catastrophe which is not covered under much, most insurance policies. Wait a second. For what example, mean, the mean? World Trade Center was fully covered when it was bombed by terrorists in 1993. Correct. That was the original bombing in the bottom floors with the van. So there was more than one bombing oh, yeah. attempts on the World Trade Center. That was, uh, and that's what people don't realize. Yeah, that was exactly. $510 million in damages. And a um, lot of conspiracy theorists or cons theorists in general think that there was infrastructure damage done during that original bombing on the bottom floors, which made it eventually crumble during those 9-11 attacks. I do not agree with that. Personally, we have buildings that were engineered and constructed to take impact of larger than a 747. And that's what these original engineers said for this 9-11 build or the structure schematics though, of they it. Didn't, they didn't test it. No, 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 no. They never tested it. But think about it this way, Logan. The Eiffel if I tell Tower you it'll and the, an RPG and I can't shoot an RPG at it. What does that prove? I, I get you. I get it. But like if you physically take in the physics and engineering of a 747 on impact on the Empire State Building, right? The Empire State Building was, was built in the early, I remember correctly, 1900s, late 1800s. And you could take a large aircraft at that point taking impact on this building and it survived. Why is it that we have modern day engineering? with two towers that could take an impact of a larger than a 747, yet they crumbled on that day. Look, all of this is, is crazy. Wow, towers are down. We, look, they've been down. There's obviously conspiracy behind it. But my question is, so Larry Silverstein reportedly paid $3.2 billion for a bid to lease purchase of the World Trade Centers, right? So that's the two buildings. Correct. Now, he ended up getting $4.55 billion dollars no, no, no he got 7.9 when it no, was he re i'm no, reading he, it right now 7.9 in insurance claims from them he originally sought 7.1 billion dollars and this is off of uh snoops right so when it comes to reliability snoops right. is snoops decent. isn't bad right um so however the cost for rebuilding the world trade center was in two uh which was in 2004 was estimated at nine billion dollars now right. i don't know about you logan but when an insurance company gives you money to restore your property to pre-loss conditions, don't you have to by law? What did he do with so, this money? 
insurance, the, the goal of insurance is to restore you in the case of a total loss. So the building was completely destroyed. That's a total loss. The goal of the insurance company should be to restore you for your initial investment in that building or the market value of that structure after it's built. So he so got here, market value for it. Well, under market value for here's it. Here's the thing though. So he how made many, money off of it. Let me ask you guys this. How many buildings on 9-11 fell? Let me ask you that. How many buildings oh, fell on 9-11? No, no, no. Well, Connery, how many fell? Uh, 28. Logan, how many fell? Three. Seven. Yeah, seven the, buildings fell. The buildings around took, the towers. Listen to me this right now. It took seven buildings around the proximity of building one and two for them to acquire the full claim from their insurance policy. And there is multiple, not one or two, not three or four, like 30 to 150 people saying that building seven was blown up on purpose so that they could receive full insurance claim. They could receive the full allotment from their insurance claim on those buildings because they purposely blew up buildings. Now, if you guys look right now on where the building's schematics are, right, of where buildings one through seven are, building seven is at the North more the no, north point of the impact center. So you have plane one coming in from the northwest, and then you have the other plane coming in at, a, at a, I think if I remember correctly, it was like southwest. It was an upper like an opposite direction. Not one of those areas covered building seven. And they said that building seven had to be torn down due to fire damage from building one that makes of sense. debris. Right, you think that until you see building one, right, was hit in an opposite direction. So how would it catch fire even after it's completely collapsed and that building seven is stand completely so, standing and it fell two and a half hours later? Tell me, I know a lot of people, not just so me, a lot of people. Of the, okay. the collapse of the World Trade uh, Center tower, we'll call it WTC one, was at 10 28 a.m. Now, correct uh, for fires, though, fires lasted up until the collapse of building seven at 5 20 52 p.m. So also that's correct. seven. That's seven hours. Right. So then tell me why building seven collapsed after fall of building two in order for them to collect full insurance claim. So it says debris from the collapse of World Trade Center 1, WTC 1, which was 370 feet to the south, ignited fires on at least 10 floors in the building at its south and west faces. However, only the fires of the lower floors 7 through 9 and 11 through 13 burned out of control. These lower right. floors, which, were, uh, which spread and grew because of the water supplies to the automatic sprinkler system for these floors, had failed. Uh, that's... That that's sketch right there, but uh, let's see. We're similar to the building fires experienced in other tall buildings. The primary and backup water supply to the sprinkler system for the lower floors relied on the city's water supply, which lines were damaged by the collapse of WTC one and two. So they're saying that the water lines that were meant to be putting out these fires from this city were damaged because of the World Trade Center collapsing. Correct. That's what they were originally stating, but on that day. If you go back to that day, they say that the structure was not sound and physically could not sustain itself or hold itself. So they purposely detonated it. They said this There's... on that day. 
six months after that day, they said it wasn't able to sustain itself. It collapsed on its own. So tell me this. How are you able to load explosive charges on a day that no one predicted to blow up a building that would cover the full insurance claims? And I have friends that have worked on demolition many times, blowing up multi-story buildings where it takes weeks of preparation to set charges to blow up the building correctly, to fall perpendicularly to the ground in a safe manner. How are we able to do that in a day if it takes a normal of two weeks to set up the charges? How could we physically blow that up? So, all right. If you have... I did some quick calculations, all right? When you're measuring impact force, you're talking about giganewtons. That is what's used to measure impact force. Right. When you have two vehicles in a head-on collision, both vehicles going 60 miles per hour, with an average weight for a sedan of 3,500 pounds... Right. Both are going 60 miles an hour, head-on collision. That's a 120-mile-per-hour collision. Correct. Considering both objects in motion. Right. That is peak impact force of 456,865 giganewtons. Correct. Correct. So 450,000 giganewtons. If you take the average mass of a 757 of 910,000 pounds... 747, 910,000 pounds, moving at 656 miles an hour, hitting an object that is stopped, so that object right. has no, is not in motion. No. It's a dead stop. That is 3 billion, right. 549,827,309 right. giganewtons. Correct. But... So how many cars they, going in a 120-mile-per-hour collision is that being thrown right. at one time? Right. But here's the thing. Building. You know what they I mean? They estimated from the time of hijacking where the plane was going, by the time of impact of those towers, that it only had half the fuel capacity. So you're cutting that, half, that fuel capacity in half. So I think it's 56, or roughly what we talked about, 56,000 uh, pounds of fuel. So you cut that in half, right? And then you're going at that steady speed with an object that's not moving. They were able to calculate that those buildings would stand with full impact of full fuel at that full miles per hour and still stand. Yet we had two, not one, two planes impact with less than half the fuel capacity. And yet the, both those towers fell directly down. You almost well, have to plant charges to make a building like that that has stainless steel. It's not just any surgical, like regular steel, surgical steel for infrastructure, poured concrete, rebar that is in, like built to withstand impact of a larger than a 747 collapse on a higher output of fuel. So hear me out. Uh, the fuel capacity of a 767 that hit the World Trade Center is 23,980 American gallons. Um, right. uh, freedom, freedom gallons, sorry. Freedom, uh, all the bald eagles, all of the yeah. eagles. Oh, there goes Logan. Um, oh, having a beer. <laughs> okay, beer. You gotta, nobody you gotta turn off your camera for that. Well, I don't have a four. I took a pee before. and did that. Okay, do you guys want to take a little breather? No, no, you're good. My no, thing no, no, here... wait, wait, I have to pee too. Let's let's okay, take a pee well, break. You... you want to keep talking by yourself? I was going to keep talking. So here, you guys listen. Right. Go take your pee break. People will be able to hear you. They just won't be able to see you. 
that's fine. That's fine. So again, I'm getting at the point here, and it's not just me. It's average Americans now where we are conflicted with the information we are given. We are given the information that the 747, 767, whatever it was, had a total fuel capacity of, you know, X, Y. So you had 60,000 gallons or whatever cut in half because it was doing its normal route and cut back to the World Trade Center. And then it, it did impact. These towers were engineered and developed before any of this, way in advance, for impact of these large aircraft at full capacity and be able to withstand the impact of these planes. Not people saying, oh, the fuel will melt beams or it caused insufficient, uh, um, can't even talk, insufficient structure damage. Regardless, there, the math doesn't line up, right? So you have a plane that carries so much, able to do so much impact at this speed. It didn't even match the impact speed of what they calculated for. And it still was what able to fall they... directly down in a perfect way for controlled demolition, right? If you did a controlled demolition, you blow up the bottom, work your way up on the columns, it falls directly to the floor, directly ask, down. No, hold on. No side buildings are usually affected. But the in this singular scenario, I get it. I get what buildings you're saying. Were. So it wasn't that control. It was a poorly controlled demolition. But they but were the even, exact okay. buildings that needed to collapse to gain full insurance benefits. Even they were the exact if, buildings. But even if. So emotional. We're talking about like. They who is it? They engineered the buildings, right? Mm -hmm. To withstand. Even if they had engineered the buildings to be uh, like. We be able to withstand an impact from a 747, like the sheer force of the impact, which I don't think they've flown many 747s, 767s into buildings to test that. But Correct. if they had and they said, we've tested this, it's definitely going to withstand the force. What about the force of the impact and then the force of all of the floors above the plane dropping on the floors below it? But that's the thing. It didn't hit at mid-level or below. It hit top-level, Logan. Even yeah, but even if it's two level. floors, that additional weight falling Correct. at, due to the forces of gravity, that impact that. as a that. secondary impact. But we're not talking normal steel. We're not talking pressed iron. We're talking surgical steel, right? We're talking a steel that has tens of thousands of degrees to melt these beams, to cause catastrophic catastrophic failure yeah. to be able to take that weight and push it upon the rest of the building to make it perfect like fall perfectly so, to the ground are they not that's not the case how so, much steel it's gonna take to hold up the floors above it i mean i'm i'm sure the engineers did their part let's like, talk about with a building that tall well, you're talking about what is in the margins like a margin of an inch bend in the steel can be catastrophic like okay not literally Correct. but like it's very small figures very very small mishap in the construction right. of the building can lead to catastrophic failure i so get you like Absolutely. to believe that but all of the these thing. factors at play wouldn't have some effect on the integrity of the structure is based on belief. impact right based on pit pack 
So you're looking at the, the World Trade Centers. There's two of them. They have four major solid beams going up and then one solid one through five. So five total beams holding these multi-story, hundreds of story buildings up, right? Every single one of these beams are able to melt higher than the rate from what the jet fuel puts off. So even on initial impact, say we weaken one of those beams, one of them, even though where the impact was should not have hit any of those beams. Throw that out there. So let's just say we weaken one of those beams and the jet fuel burns because it didn't fall immediately. We had some time. I remember watching the building on fire before it fell, right? Even if we had this scenario, cannot talk, situation happen in the way we're wanting it to, to come out, it doesn't line up. So you'd have to have jet fuel, which is, we talked to the last podcast, which I don't is think the fuel had anything to do with melting. I, I get that. Even if we weakened one of those beams, though, Connor, there's five major supports on that thing. You have four major corners of the square and a center. You got around... to think about it as a core, right? So every right. single skyscraper is going to have a central core. And once you impact that core, there's a chance the tensile snapping strength of the steel goes through the roof, literally in this case. But there was actually an engineer report done uh, through uh, NIST.gov. Um, it did a video analysis, both the estimation of the instant the roof line began to descend and the calculated velocity and acceleration of a point on the roof line revealed three distinct stages. Um, the total of the collapse was 5.4 seconds. Uh, and this was for uh, WTC 7. Stage one happened between zero and 1.75 seconds. Acceleration less than that of gravity, slower than that of a free fall, right? So it's something that was not pushed down, right? So this, this happened at the top. Eventually it caved in, the core gave out, and that was the first stage. Second stage was a gravitational acceleration of a free fall, which accelerated um, with the calculated velocity of 1.75 to 4 seconds, right? So it sped up. So that was typically uh, the way that could be uh, the downward displacement of the point of the center of that roof line continue to gather the more right. the, the faster free fall was happening from above the core essentially what happened was the well, exterior the of the building imploded onto itself because the weight of that building went down and right. stage three happened very quick um or sorry not very quick it, it actually decreased us uh accelerate so it decelerated less than that of gravity for the final stage of the building collapse so essentially there was a quick center of the building collapsed but the top of it was slow and the bottom of it was slow um bottom of it being slow would make sense because it is closer to the earth right there's more supports at the bottom less likely it would you know collapse but i think what happened was the core of the building was hit completely destroyed from the impact and then gravity I think it was a tensile snapping strength of steel was was met right. The amount of pressure put on those beams yeah. couldn't couldn't withhold, and it imploded on itself essentially. And if so, you've ever seen steel snap, it is a catastrophic, dangerous snap. And it would make sense that buildings surrounding it, if right. it was a tensile snap, would eject on fire debris hundreds of feet away from it. I agree. I'm not I'm not 100% disagreeing with that, but here's the problem where people have, right? So you have a plane that does it, on the first tower, 
does impact at what story 64 out of 100 and some right so it's yeah. not it's above half it's not quite to the top right and you have something a plane that does impact not even in the five pillars so it does dead center doesn't even hit, affect the five pillars of structure to that first building then you have a second plane that hits at the top of the building, I think if I remember correctly, it was like level 74. It was towards the top, right? You're telling me that a plane or a building that was completely engineered to impact a full collision of a 747 at any section was able to collapse? Yes, so, because these buildings are engineered in such a way that... It but doesn't. The floor one isn't supporting floor ninety-nine. No, they're independent. I get that. They're, floor one is supporting floor one and floor two. Floor right. two is supporting two and three. So right. when you have five floors collapse on, like from sixty-four to sixty-nine, I don't know what the numbers are. I'm not looking at the graph of how the building collapsed, but I'm saying let's say it's five floors, sixty-four to sixty-nine. Sixty-nine collapses on sixty-eight, sixty-seven, sixty-six. That is that has a multiplicative effect. Right. All of those floors are collapsing so, on sixty-four, and then every floor from then on out has not just one or two floors that it's supporting, but five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and right. like I said, multiplying. I'm not disagreeing with y'all, but like here's the thing. I just look at the information that is given to me, right? I think we all do that. So you look at the before information. You have a multi-conglomerate companies that are looking at insurance money you have a section of land that is highly profitable you have buildings that are considered outdated and then you have not one not two but three terrorist attacks on the same building within a 15 year span before it and then on the day of impact right on the day, i don't know if you guys have watched that have you guys any of you have gone back and watched that video of impact like that ass have you watched the video yeah. of impact yeah. everyone you seen all it have a lot of times so when you have an object explode through a section level usually the understanding is that there is a great force and impact and it can potentially blow out the levels right of at least that level of where it impacts that right right yeah. My, that's this anything like if you have shoot a bullet through something the gas or pressure from the other side will shoot out the opposite side making a hole before the bullet to travel through same ideology right why is it that on the day of impact not on the same floor but not even seven floors below and seven floors above there was multiple simultaneous or simultaneous i don't even know the word i'm looking for simultaneous simultaneous explosions on impact happening that physically like physics do not align with why there was explosions out of other decks coming out of the opposite side of impact with a fucking carrier, which is what it was. It was a carrier. It was a 747, a person carrier 67. with half 67. So half the fuel capacity of what it normally can carry. Half, not full. Half. When you have Blow a out multiple decks. When you have a building that's hundreds of feet in the air, they have to air Thousand. seal. They have to airtight seal the windows. So, like, I'm not saying that that's a hundred percent why, because there was all sorts of debris flying at the windows. But they don't use like cheap glass that we use on our houses. I get you. Yeah. For 
for a building yeah. like that. So like some of it was probably mitigated by the airtight seal that the building provided. But we're also, like I said, talking about, what did I say, 4 billion giganewtons on the impact. So, well, uh, I, I mean, uh, honestly, I don't have a good answer for that. That's right. A good well, not, bring up. not a lot of people do. That's so, the thing what we're talking about today. We're talking about the conspiracy and understanding of why people think about it this way, right? I'm a we all grew up Paul. with the you understanding. I get you. I'm a I realist. Have you have was, there, have was there fuel being supplied to the building for cooking? Oh, anything like that? Here's the thing, right? So during the original attack on the floor level, there was multiple tankers put up in place, including a van to weaken the bottom structure of the building so that the building would completely topple on itself. If you're thinking of it as a demolition expert, you want to weaken the bottom area of the structure and then the supporting columns to make it collapse upon itself. Okay, that's if you want it to be controlled. If you're a terrorist who wants on. to destroy all of America... If you you're really a terrorist, you that, don't right? give a shit, right? But then why does Two Towers fall like a controlled demolition, Logan? If they really yeah. held on the right side and the corner side of these buildings and they weaken these structures, including the steel frames, like they say, the building should not collapse upon itself like it did. It was I a think... controlled demolition. A lot of people throw it that way. I'm not saying that lives didn't die. I'm not taking away from that day and how terrible it was. I'm just saying it is very no, sketchy. No, I'm not, and I'm not taking it any kind of way either. There's no, like... I don't have a personal connection with that day as far as I don't know anyone in the building. Blah, blah, blah. Like, obviously, you have your experiences like you're at high school and you're doing a memorial and somebody talks about how their parents passed away. Like, we all have that growing up. So, I mean, you do have that kind of emotional connection to the day. But I'm saying, like, my parents didn't pass away in the incident. Like, you know. Um, but two things I do think are really important to bring up are one, we talk about how well-engineered these buildings are and that right. if a 767, 747 hit them, it wouldn't cause a collapse. But if they're engineered so well, if they are going to collapse, I would expect them to be controlled. So that's my first point. Right. We can come back to that. But let me finish up really quick second thought. The way insurance works is it's rated based on risk. And the best way to... It's like valuing a house. What are comparables in the area? You know what I mean? If you right. have a cat catastrophe like this then it increases the risk for everyone else who owns property in the area and they pay higher insurance premiums so if you have multiple properties it's actually it's a disadvantage for you to have a claim on a on a property such as that especially a total loss because then your rates go up for all of your other properties so can i throw something out there this is just a separate fun fact right yeah so all of us know the empire state building right you all know the empire state building it's one like of the building. iconic nice buildings buildings uh of new york everyone yeah. goes to it millions travel to see it it was one of the largest structures in the world at one point right will smith jumped off of it to go back in time to save the I, planet. that's men in black that. fuck off <laughs> um, so the date of its construction right the empire state building was able to withstand over i say over a B seven or B fifty two bomber, which at the time was like World so War II. So when did they bomber. fly a B fifty two bomber into Let, it? I'm not done yet. I'm not. I'm. I'm not done. Yet. <laughs> hold, hold, hold on. Did you know that the Empire State Building has had four aerial 
impacts upon it. From B-52 bombers? One B-52 bomber. Three Cessna planes. So that's how they fucking tested it. Private... Like, All right, it'll do Hold a B-52. Yeah, we know it works. <laughs> and a private jet. You guys There's want to know the, the differences between a B-52 bomber from World War II and a 747? Here's what I want to know. I want to know the uh, weight and the average speed. Perfect. Here we go. So, length, B-52 bomber, 190, foot, 190 feet. Wait. 747, uh, 230 feet. So it's a little longer. Wait. Wingspan. I'm not done. Wingspan. What? Wait. Speed. Wait I'm speed. not done that. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm reading Wait all of speed. it. I'm reading all of it. <laughs> the width and span, 195 feet for a B-52 bomber. 747, 109 feet. Height, 45.7 feet for height. Height for B, B, uh, B, or B-52 was a 45, regardless. Height for a 747, 60. So not far off, right? Sure. Next, weight, 272,000 pounds. For a B-52? B-52. 910,000. Exactly. 910,000. So it's a little more in weight, but we're cutting it in half in fuel capacity. A this little more? Ca- we're cutting it in half? If you have 200. This is fuel capacity, sir. Including. Is that a little more money? <laughs> fuel capacity yeah, was more. cut in half. We're talking at full capacity, right? Yeah, but fuel full really capacity. didn't play a, play a part in this situation. But this was a building that was what over a hundred years in difference in engineering okay let me ask though, you this because... paul let me ask you this how many people were in the b-52 when it crashed in the empire state building versus how many people were in the plane when it hit 9 uh the world trade center 25 versus 130 but that's we a have lot of weight of a private military airline versus I mean, a civilian I mean, we're talking about 2001 Americans versus, well, and foreign people uh, versus 2023. There's probably about a 100-pound person difference uh, per person between those 22 years. But, you know, look, well, regardless, way, I'm we saying can, we look, have an outdated engineering speed, program though. on a building that is much older and with, able to not withstand one, not two, not three, but Four aerial impacts. Well, okay, but the speed Versus is actually, two buildings. The speed is really important, though, Paul. Do you have the speed? Because I'm looking it up right now. Hold on. Depending on how much faster the B-52 goes, it could make up for the weight. Right, look, we've talked. We've talked 911, guys. We've talked it. We've we've done it. Uh, we've uh, we we I have it. it. You want to know the speed, bitch? Yeah, yeah. tell us the speed and the right. B-52, 958 miles an hour. 747, 945 miles an hour. The Ooh. 747 is slower than the B-52. Oh, by three miles an hour. Doesn't matter. It's slower, my boy. And that impact was at full capacity straight off a JFK airport. Lighter. All I am saying is that the mathematic equations on more than one person, people around this entire conspiracy or theory, or whatever you want to call it, is saying shit don't add up. It's not. It's a lot on this day. You know, Look, maybe they're just bad at math. You know, you guys know it doesn't add up. This goddamn balloon over over the U.S. 
Oh my gosh! Yes. Oh, that's a whole. Oh, all right, cool. Let's get into that. that. Thank God. All right. (laughs) So, come Friday, China said essentially the entire balloon thing was a conspiracy theory. You mean China? China. It's China. So, uh, so Chinese state media claimed on Friday that a report about a suspected Chinese spy balloon detected over the United States airspace was a conspiracy theory. Um, now, for all of you that live under, you know, a pineapple in the sea, uh, there, <laughs> uh, there was a uh, weather, air quote, weather balloon that was detected over uh, Montana. Uh, however, NORAD supposedly has been tracking it since it launched from China last week. They're saying it traveled over Canadian airspace uh, and then into the United States. As right. of a few hours ago, um, we are recording on Saturday at 6 p.m. Uh, find us live on Twitch, uh, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, a few hours ago, the United States uh, military with their F-22 um, Raptors went ahead and shot yeah. down the balloon. Now, I want to make this on record. This is the first aerial takedown with the United States F-22s, and they hit a very slow-moving balloon. Good for them. Uh, Speed but- and weight. Here's the thing. (laughs) Fuck off. Fuck off, Logan. First of all, that's not only one. There's another one going over Central Central and South America. Yeah. Hell yeah, That's their own problem. Maybe they're thinking like, okay, we'll go up and through. They can just build a wall for that, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good idea. They did shoot It's never been done before. Look at fucking China. They did shoot down the balloon, though, within the 12 of of ocean uh, outside of the Carolinas. Did you read anything about Biden wanting to shoot that down? And they said no, because I read a lot of things that they said that it would infect population. It was over fucking Montana. What, what, like four people could have been in the... (laughs) Whoop-de-doo. One of those people are our friend Sam, damn it. And out of all the fucking people, it would hit him. Um, (laughs) But so, So on Wednesday, President Biden went ahead and said... Yes, take it down. However, everything's been cut as far as being on, uh, you know, the internet. Everyone cuts out shit to fit their agenda like they normally fucking do. But what happened was Bi- President Biden said, yes, shoot it down. I, I'm giving the command to shoot it down. However, it needs to be shot down in a safe environment, preferably over the ocean, where it can be retrieved. Once it went ahead and made its way over to the Carolinas into the ocean, it was shot down and it is currently being recovered. Dive teams are on site as we are talking right now, recovering the um, devices that were on the balloon and parts the of the balloon. Yeah. But the why they didn't shoot it down makes sense. Yeah. One of the reasons that I'm seeing for why they didn't shoot it down is the Pentagon received quite a pretty penny for actual balloons, uh, surveillance balloons. So if you look up in the Pentagon's report of their budget, they did receive funding for surveillance balloons. Even though surveillance balloons really weren't used much since the 1980s, uh, they're becoming more and more prevalent because they can be masked as, air quote, weather balloons. Um, And they also can't be tracked as easily as as some other forms could, such as a drone. Correct. But why didn't the government want to shoot it down? It wasn't because of... Uh, people because the government doesn't give a fuck about you. Let's be honest. Um, That's evident. What they were trying not to do is have it happen over us airspace because we actually have balloons overseas over top of other countries right now. 
it's it's pretty standard practice. Countries do that. Um, a lot of countries have been doing that for a very long time. They have balloons over each other's countries doing surveillance, but it's nothing that a satellite really can't pick up. The main reason why they didn't want to shoot it because they didn't want to have a back and forth, right? Uh, if we shoot down theirs, China's like, oh, hey, we know yours is up there, but you shot ours, we're, we're going to shoot yours. And it becomes- Stab my back, I stab yours. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Um, so that's one of the reasons. Um, another reason is they weren't sure what type of um, information it was collecting. So they went ahead and have had people um, essentially monitoring what is coming and going out of that, um, out of the devices on the um, balloon, uh, the solar array, everything that was there uh, before they were like, okay, now that we know what it's doing, let's go ahead and shoot it down and then we'll just retrieve what it was collecting. Um, one of the weird things about it is they definitely can't just like transmit that data automatically. No, I mean, uh, from what I was told is that like the surveillance that they were taking, correct? They could already harvest that from like Google images if they were using it as a quote unquote true like satellite blimp or balloon or whatever. Yeah, but they're still in our airspace. Fuck that. Yeah. I get that. Oh, I get that. I get that 100%. But like, kind of, what were they really trying to do? If realistically they weren't in our airspace because no commercial or private aircraft flies that high. So it's sort of like the concept of, oh, you're in our waters. Well, if you're within 12 miles, yeah, I guess you're in our waters. If you're outside of it, you're in international waters. There really well, does. Russia's really good at that, aren't they? Yeah, right. But I think the same concept goes into play with space, right? You put something in space over the United States, uh, it's international space, right? No, nothing you can really do about it. But one thing that was confusing to me is this balloon made a track over Canada and it happens to enter U.S. over Montana. Now, Montana, from what we know, Yellowstone has oh my God. three, uh, one major base that um, has an ample supply of thermonuclear hypersonic weapons, uh, but also three nuclear um, silos, right? So there is three bases uh, or three silo bases in Montana, but some people are saying, oh, the balloon was up there scouting for other bases uh, that match thermal thermal imaging and other things that are harder to do from space. Thermal imaging cameras, if you've ever been playing around with the infrared camera, quality decreases the further away you get from it. So some people are saying that could be at play. Um, The Chinese side, uh, so China did respond though and says, yeah, look, we regret this happening. Um, It was unintended. The entry of the airship in the uh, US airspace due to a force uh, majeure, right? So it accidentally went over there. We couldn't control it. Is that French, majeure? Majeure. I think it is. (laughs) Measure? (laughs) Sure, it's uh, it's Chinese. Uh, the balloon reported uh, hovering over U.S. airspace for a few days, but the Pentagon at that time decided not to shoot it down, citing safety concerns for people on the ground. Uh, but technically, NORAD's been tracking it since it was launched. Uh, right. U.S. has really, really good detection. Um, but isn't again, it, um, isn't it funny how like we can follow and track other foreign entities as soon as they launch something? And they release the info to us, like, oh my god, this is breaking Look, news! Like, it's 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 catastrophic. Hilarious. Let me ask you a question, really quick. It's a really quick question. 
as fast as you can. I, I, I sarcastically earlier made a comment about like, couldn't they just automatically transmit the data? For everyone wondering, they could immediately transmit the data that they're receiving live, just like we are live right now on Twitch, 6 p.m. Eastern time, Saturdays. Go ahead, Connor. Um, uh, to that comment in our Twitch feed, yeah, we, we said that. Um, but yeah, said so- it before we did, to be fair. Oh, I appreciate yeah, that, Tyler. That. Um, so one of the three U.S. Air Force bases, though, that are in um, in Montana, maintain and operate Miniman 3, which are intercontinental ballistic missiles. However, China said that it had no intention of violating American airspace. On Friday, China Daily writer uh, Zane Zuxane, I'm going to fuck that up, I'm sorry, said that the shortest route between Beijing and Montana is over 9,000 kilometers, uh, which is T units, uh, not freedom right. units. Uh, which makes no bald eagles used in those units. No, no, just really bad teeth. Uh, hey, deadly, how's it going? Uh, which makes it impossible <laughs> to precisely control the flight of this or any balloon. And it, however, they have one in South America right now. So, look, China, you need to stay away from the holiday party store. You obviously can't control your helium. Get the fuck out of the balloon industry. Um, so, here's my thing we have. A balloon over us from China. We have not one, had. but m- had had a balloon over us from China. We had not one, but two nuclear s- ships from Russia off of each coast. Not one, but the other each coast. And all of these happen within a week span. Do either of you feel that America as a whole is falling off as the world superpower? Uh, I think we've been fall. I think we fell off the world superpower train in 2014 when one of um, our, our trading vessels was attacked, and we did nothing about it. Listen, Correct. I think that I think that this country does a lot of things right, but I think that the problem—it's not just countries, but individuals too. Like I think everyone can can work on this—is having a growth mindset, understanding that you make mistakes, you're not perfect, and you can always grow and improve. I think the same can be said of this country. I don't think that it's a terrible country, but I think there's a lot of room for growth. And if there's not, we might as well just stop where we are now and everybody's fine with where they're at, right? If that's not true, then the country has room to grow. And also with that, I think that it's difficult to point out any area where we're number one, actually, looking at the numbers. Education. Obesity. No. <laughs> Shut up, Obesity, Connery. maybe. But, like, I could go on and Number on, of and people on. that believe that angels are real? I, obviously, we have room to grow. Are we the are best we? country in the world? Yeah, we're number I one did, in that I aspect. I don't know. But we, you know, we are Americans, and I think it's our duty to make sure that we are the best in the world. But here's the right thing. It, here's that we lead in three things. Defense spending. Evangelicals or evangelicals, so people that believe that angels are real, and then immorality—that's not what is that? What evangelicals means? Yeah, evangelicals, people that believe that angels are real, really evangelicals. So fair enough. Hold on, here's the thing, right? We trash motherfucker. (laughs) I get it. We spend more than the next twenty-four countries in world defense, and like. 22 of them are allies, or 23 of them. It's ridiculous in amount. So you're telling me that we have two nuclear warships and a satellite blimp over us, and we spend trillions, not billions, trillions of dollars on our defense, and they can't do anything? 
That's taxpayer money. That's me. That's you. That's Connery. All of our money going to this and them going like, we can't do anything. Realistically, let's be honest. They need to really play this smart. If they end up putting us in a position where next thing you know, countries are going red hot. Do they, does America have enough money to not end the world? We definitely have enough money to do to end the world. That's for fucking sure. And right now we're at a catch 22. You have a country that's able to show force, do their horse and show pony trade. And really what's it going to do other than piss off a few far right wieners, right? It's not going to do much more than that. But here's the thing. You can say right, you can say left, but if you look at it as a whole, as an American, if you feel another foreign entity has interfered or invaded our, not necessarily our airspace, but our country in general, how does that make you, if you guys feel? I feel like, like as an everyday reason. What do you it, mean? It, it, what do you mean invaded? Because we invaded ourselves back in 1776. So we get, like, I get what, that. But th- like, we have come it, a long way in 300 years, Luke. Yeah, I, I agree. From... But 300 years versus thousands of years? Tell me about that. Because when was what's the uh, what's the place that they uncovered? That's uh, ah, never mind. I'm not. I'm not going to be able to remember it. No, but it. we're talking like what 20,000 years ago was right, human not... civilization. Are we going to talk about how like oh we all we are all African now? Because but here's the thing: we weren't. We're not living in there currently. We're living in here currently. Wait, all life originated 13, in Africa according 14, to evolution. That's changed recently, by the way. Update yourself. Um, but regardless... <laughs> yeah, check yourself before yeah, you wreck yourself. yourself. Guy. It's Asia now. But regardless, if that was modern time, and if we were there then, I guarantee those tribes people or the, the uh, indigenous people of that area probably wouldn't in, feel great. Indigenous? People come, indigenous is what I'm going to say. Indigenous people of that area coming into or someone else invading their space, they would not feel great about it. Then, now, recent, past, foreign, future, whatever you want to say, people don't like invasion of privacy, whether it be their normal well, government or yeah, we foreign do. entities. I think that's, Every single I person say, I think that's has... before the global economy, because everyone was yeah. fine with it when everybody was making a shit ton of money from the Silk Road and everything else. But now it's a problem that everybody feels comfortable where we are, and they don't want it's, people to take advantage of those same opportunities that we've that had. Up. And that's why everybody's upset. I honestly it's don't funny. think people are upset about it. Think about it like this. What power, what control do we have over anything that's happening in our waters or over our head right now? Us personally, nothing. Nothing. Our elected officials do. No. But I want to go back to the funny thing that Logan brought up about the Silk Road. Logan, how many wars were started over that Silk Road? I'm sure you know. Tell me. Like 3,200 yeah. over a span of a, around global, 1,300 years. That's global trade. Everyone it is. Benefits. It's global trade. And we are a global superpower on global trade and controlling. In a globalized world. Yeah, it is. So. You're telling me that you don't feel any sor- sorts of pressure from a country that is considered "quote unquote" communist, like China, and a country that is right on the border frame of a republic slash communist, like Russia, with a dictator. You could argue that has been illegally holding power for two decades, working together, um, and now we have a two nuclear ships off our coast and a satellite balloon over us. That doesn't give you. I mean. I know you guys might not feel that way, but me and a lot of other modern-day Americans feel a little worried. It feels like Cold War all over again. 
I oh yeah, no, we're definitely gonna make about, 2023 weird. Yeah, I'm more worried about everything going on inside of this country right now than I am outside threats. Because here's the thing, I think that in the most armed country in the world, if anyone invaded, it would be problematic. And if they used nuclear warheads, it would be a nuclear exchange in a globalized economy. Nobody would benefit from that. If we fuck up, they fuck up. If they fuck up, we fuck up. But at the end of the day, if, if people from the inside turned on us and went to the outside, and we're so concerned about the outside that we're not focusing what's going on here... Right. They can easily turn all of us against each other, which, holy shit, there's a huge political divide in America. Which, I wonder what that's about. Um, they don't have to worry about coming in because right. they do it from the inside. Yeah, and we I kill each other, and, and then they come in and take our shit. They don't want to destroy it with nukes because they can use it. Right. But here's the thing. So why would you they destroy it, it either when way. they can just take it? You- you can argue it either way. Many of people <laughs> you know, are like, hey, like, we owe China or we owe Russia and we're the world export and we're the leading superpower in when you quote unquote Western civilization, right? We're, we're that. We are the, the dot on the top of the eye. When you think of Western we culture, it's us. It's America. What are we number one in? What no, no, no. I'm not number saying one. number one in overall. I'm thinking when you think Western Anything civilization at all. and you think China or theater? Russia, they are say, we one, number one in theater? At least, maybe. I get that. I get where you're getting at. Like, <laughs> but I'm saying, if you talk to someone, which I have many times from Asia to or people. Russia or you know, <laughs> countries that are Asian powers, and they're like, what do you think of when you see Western superpower? Do you, what country do you think of? Austin. Honestly, what country do you think of, Logan? Comes where, were you, where were you born, Paul? Austin Powers. Logan or Connery, I will fucking drive to Florida to bitch slap you. I want a Jaguar. It's America. Out. You don't think of Germany as a Western you superpower. You were born in America. I get that, but you don't think of France. You don't think of the You're UK. Biased you don't think. No, I'm looking at statistics. America. What other country spends as How much do, as we what, do? do? What Americans think that America is the best country? I wonder what the statistics I'm are on that. I'm not saying we're the best. I'm <laughs> saying we're the best at defense. That's all I'm saying. We spend we the spend most more. on defense. That doesn't exactly. mean we're the best so at then, it. We have a lot of land to defend. When you spend the most, you should be the best, Logan. When the Cowboys or detect or or or, or fucking uh, Texas in general, a, uh, Texas A&M spends the most money per capita on their football team, wouldn't you expect them to be the best? Doesn't mean they are. You would expect it. We spend the most at defense than any other country. You expect the best. But now we have to get into population density and how many people we have to defend each square foot and the whole different ballgame. We're at a whole oh, te- technolo- oh, no. technological innovation compared to that. Go ahead, Connery. Logan, thank you so much for joining us this week. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to Drunk Discussions podcast. This is yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, look, I hope you guys had a great time. We were going to talk about a lot of other subjects, but 9 11 is just, it's falls- a hard one. Paul's hard about it. You heard him. You heard it here. I have a boner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Regardless, well, guys, I appreciate every single one of you for th- tuning in and listening to us. All of our live listeners, all to our listeners on Spotify and Apple or any place you can find us. Definitely go to our Twitch and our Twitch TV and watch us. You are the shit. You're the only reason we do this. And we have so much more to cover. And obviously, I want to apologize for how drunk i have been this day but that's on me not on you no we had fun no i really appreciate you guys having me on and um hopefully 
I'll get invited on in the future again. And um, I appreciate everybody for listening. Obviously, these guys are awesome. And uh, you'll be hearing from them next week. And maybe me, we'll see. Actually, Paul won't be here next week. So I won't. It might be just you and me, Logan. I might. I'm on vacation, bitches. I might be able to step in next week. See Um, what happens. Real quick. We are at 30 something. I don't know. 34, 34 followers on Twitch. Look, moment we get to 50, we're doing a live drawing. Um, we're giving away some merch. So be sure to hop on Twitch. Again, this goes for all Twitch followers. If you are a follower on Twitch, we will randomly select um, you know, five people from that list uh, to get some free merch. And we'll mail it out to you. So go ahead. Give us a follow on Twitch. It's twitch.tv forward slash drunkscussions. That's D-R-U-N-K-S-C-U-S-S-I-O-N-S. Uh, yeah, give us a follow. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Peace. Peace.